couple weeks ago, we had Azusa Now. Uh, one of the people in the crowd there was, was Brad, Brad Cook, and uh, he came back and just was ignited, and, and uh, I started to hear some of the stories of what he was, what he was doing. Come on up, Brad. And I, I asked him if he would share, share one of those with you. So this is Brad Cook. Revivalist. Oh, come on. Hey, everybody. Jesus, help. Okay. Yeah, so after I came back from Azusa now, I'll, I'll skip all the amazingness that happened there. But the most impactful part for me was just when Todd White really imparted to us just that heart for stepping out and being more active with our faith. And when I first got filled with the Holy Spirit, I was... I was, like, crazy all about that. Every person I talked to, I was like, dude, God loves you, bro. Like, oh, like, all about it. Everybody, like, everybody was a target. And it kind of, it, it kind of slowly tapered away. And maybe the, just that grace, that anointing of that was gone. But to really taste and see that that's possible and to see other people living that out, um, that was really impactful for me. And I really had a hunger in my heart to receive that that day. And so uh, after the, after I came back, um, Lizzie and Gabe and I made a decision that we were going to go out and do what's called a treasure hunt. I don't know if you guys are all familiar with that, Um, but basically we just all got together. We prayed. We asked the Lord to give us characteristics and describe some people to us that he wanted us to go out and meet. And so we wrote it down. We all went over to the Hacienda Plaza and went out looking for these people that we were going to bless. We didn't really know what we're going to say, but the cool thing is we found all of them. Pretty cool. Um, every single characteristic on my list was found, but I just want to share one story that was uh, really impactful for me. And um, one of the people on my list was supposed to be at Five Guys. And so we were walking, and uh, excuse my voice, I'm a little sick. And we were, so we're walking, and we we're trying to figure out where to go next. So I'm walking, and all of a sudden my neck is like just turning, and it's stuck on Five Guys. And I'm like, oh, I think we're supposed to go to Five Guys. And so we walk in, and Gabe on his, his list had Cowboy, which was really random. But um, we walk in, and sure enough, there's a dude sitting there with, uh, with a cowboy hat, cowboy boots, jeans, sitting there. And he was like, man, that guy looks, sure enough looks like a cowboy. So, um, yeah, so we walked over to him, and we were a little nervous, too, obviously. You know, there's, the place is packed, but, you know, we're not meant to be comfortable. We have the comforter for a reason. <laughs> and so, you know, we, you know, once you step out, that's when the comforter comes, you know, you know, you have a choice to be comfortable in your flesh or comfortable in him. And so we made a decision to go up and talk to him and, you know, we're just like, Hey, what's up? You know, here's what we're doing. We just kind of explained and, you know, they're like, wow, that's crazy. And, you know, sure enough, the lady who was with her, her son had died. This is the, the two year anniversary of her son's death. And so we prayed with her and she was like getting teary. But for this dude, um, the Lord gave me a word for him that he was in some kind of transition. That's all I heard. And so I just said, hey, I feel like you're in a transition, man. And um, he's like, no, no, I'm not really. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And then the lady that was there was like, yeah, you are. And she started explaining, you're graduating and you're doing this and that. And, and so I'm like, dude, come on, bro. I'm here to help you out, you know. And so, um, you know, we just encouraged him a bit. And, um, you know, this guy, he could tell he's just re- dealing with some inner, like, self-esteem, like, pretty bad um, self-image type stuff, because whenever I would ask him a question, he would kind of just look up, answer me, and then just, like, look right back down at the table. And, and I was like, dude, I've so been there, like, like my whole life, you know? And so I just kind of, like, kneeled down, and the Lord started giving me some stuff for him. I was like, dude, 
oh, dude, I could just feel like you're so loyal, man. Like, you're such a loyal guy. And then he starts, he's like, at this point now, he's like looking into my eyes. And he didn't, couldn't even look in my eyes. And I was just like, dude, you're so loyal. And everybody you, you, that gets into your inner circle, they just, man, you just, you would lay your life down for people. And, and God totally sees that. He's blessed you with that in your heart, man. That's who you are. That's, that's, that's the true you. And then he, he was talking about his photography, and the Lord started telling me that, man, tell him I'm going to be with there in his photography. And I just saw this picture of the Lord inside the viewfinder of the, the camera with him, that everywhere he looks, the Lord's going to be like, that's the good picture to take. That's the good picture to take. That's the good one. And that he's going to take pictures with you, man. And he's, he's there. He's going to bless you. He's given this opportunity for you to get out there and meet people. And, you know, it's just just to see his eyes light up, you know, guys, like you carry light, you carry life in you that nobody has. People don't know. Even people who are saved, they're Christians, they're walking around and, you know, the devil's beating them up because they don't know what they carry. But blazing fire, we know what we carry. We know who our daddy is, you know? So remember what you carry. Just, you know, if I could just say anything, it's just, just for me, I'm just so uncomfortable with being comfortable now, you know? There's people dying, they're walking around, they're dying, they don't even know. And so that's just the cry in my heart now. You know, I'm not, I'm not perfect, gosh, I'm just barely starting. But I just wanted to come and share with you that, you know, that people need you. And, and it's not go to work, go home, watch Netflix. It's, you know, do something, anything. I'm not saying, you know, earn God's love by doing it, but just even anything, just, hey, you know what? God loves you. You don't wait to be, to be led to them. Holy Spirit doesn't need to, like, nudge you everywhere you know that's a grace like um i think um i love listening to this guy dan moeller he talked about it too but one time he you know he was led by the spirit a lot and he did this talk and at the end of it he's like lord i didn't really feel you leading me but i saw people getting healed people getting saved and he said dan that's a grace that i give you it's like it's like a father patting his son on the butt go on that's the holy spirit nudging you it's a grace but everybody's a target everybody needs him so yeah, so come on, let's, let's get them. I love you guys. Sure, yeah. Ah, so if you're uncomfortable with being comfortable, then just go ahead and lift a hand up for me. All right. Father, you're so good. I just thank you for every person in this place. And I thank you that it's your good pleasure to put your spirit in us and live in us and to walk the earth with us. And that each person is an opportunity for us. It's not a burden for us. It's an opportunity to see you touch them, God. That you're with us. Once we open our mouth to speak, you'll give us the words, God. And I just pray for just an increasing awareness in each person's heart in this place. For your desire to touch people. Give us a hunger in our hearts. Help us, God, right now. Just give us a hunger in our heart that matches yours, God. To love people. Not from a place of striving, God, but from a place of love and compassion. Give us your eyes of compassion for each person, God. Yes. And help us, Lord, just to see that we can be significant with every person that we speak to, God. Not to get them to pray our prayer, not to get them to come to our church, but just to let them know that they're loved. And if you take it there, God, then give us grace to know when that is to when this, know what kind of soil we're dealing with, God, and what kind of seeds to sow, and that you're, you're the one that grows, God. You're, you're the one that grows. We water, we plant, we maybe get to harvest it once in a while, but God, you grow it. And help us, God, just to know the truth of that, the truth of what we carry, and above all, God, that, 
that your love for us never changes. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, where's Gabe? Where, where is he? Is he back there? Oh, Gabe, it was a good word, but I think you went to the wrong guy. When you got cowboy, you were supposed to come bless me. <laughs> okay. Okay, I just had to be silly there. Um, one more sharing, and that is uh, last weekend, uh, a team went with Russ and Susan, just do a masterful job. They take a team every year to the New Living Expo, which is a new age fair. And you know what? When we choose not to judge people, when we choose to love them and see the treasures in them, God will send us anywhere. Our light's going to shine anywhere as long as we leave judgment at the door. And that's how we get so much favor, which is why we're going to have favor come and share what happened. Good evening, everybody. So I too went to Azusa now and there was just such a fire that lit in me. And so I was so happy for the opportunity to one, just love people without an agenda. I heard a word from the Lord that said, shut up and love somebody. Shut up and love somebody. And I'm like, yes, God, I am down with that. Yes. And so we went to the New Living Expo. And what I love about God is that he's, he's no respecter of persons. And at the same time, if he's blessing people through you, he's blessing you too. And so we were there and we were together and we were, um, we took all the Christianese out of our language and just spoke love and spoke God. And so we would hear things. I, I would particularly hear Disney movie quotes. Like I heard the, the Lion King theme, the starting circle of life theme, and that ended up being a word for somebody. And then um, Aladdin came in there. I'm like, okay, God, do you use him? But, you know, he uses what you know, and he uses what would get to you, right? And so um, two of the most impactful um impactful things that happened there was one guy who came over to the booth and we we got so full people just kept coming and coming and coming that we groups of us had to move to the cafeteria and we're like we'll meet you there it's fine and so um russ and susan were bringing people to the cafeteria to our tables and you know we had our colored pencils and we had some stones with some words on them and so people came over and so um first there was this one guy he came over with this limp and he was walking and like really, really heavy limp. His name, do I say names? No. His name is Jay. And so he came over and, um, and, and he, he was talking to us and, um, we were like, just, can we bless you? And we, we, we wanted to go after healing for him, like healing. So his knee pain was at a seven. And, um, each, each person, Sarah was in my group and Bob was in my group and we were praying. And his knee pain went down from a seven to maybe about a two or three. And we kept on praying, um, prayed for his knees, uh, one of his legs, his, his, legs his hips aligned so his one leg wasn't longer than the other and it was like whoa just like blessing us right and so it went down from a one and he got up and was not limping anymore like there was no limp and he was walking around his wife was looking at him like oh my gosh he's walking around and went back to the table told um susan and russ oh look look i'm better i'm better i'm rocking straight it's cool right and so that was really awesome just to see that God loved him and loved him in that place that he would reach down. I saw um, like a white, uh, yellow light going through the top of his head to his feet. And down in this yellow light, there were like construction workers going down into his body and like fixing stuff in his body. So I told him, right? I drew a picture as best as I could. And I told him. And he was like, I felt that. I was like, yes. 
That's the father of lights. That's the creator God moving on the inside of you. So that was awesome. Oh, it was wonderful. Father of lights, creator God. Yes. Lion of Judah. And so we were talking. There was another lady who came over and she had gotten blessed the day before. And this time she wanted to get blessed, um, you know, for herself because, you know, it was her and her husband. So she came over to our table with her friend. She's like, but can y'all give me a word? And we were like, sure. She was like, you know, when I go to other readers, they're, they're really, there's a lot of fear. But every time I come to you guys, there's such love. And I feel that. And it just resonates with me. So we're like, amen. So we're getting a word for her. And um, I saw, because again, God is speaking through what you know, I saw like Storm from X-Men. And I was like, okay. And um, long story short, it was a picture of a really huge heart and it was turning a dial, but it was holding it at peace. And so the word for her was, I feel like you're an atmosphere shifter, but your heart, God, the, the, the creator has put so much love in your heart and so much compassion in your heart. You're built this way as such where you, where you set it to peace like you could shift it to rain and tornadoes and all that stuff but no it's your heart for people to be at peace and the people around you and the places that you go for there to be peace there she starts crying and she tells me that her father in india was dying and she would um go and like shift the energies in the rooms and then ask the nurses about different people and what their death date was and they would tell her and she would go into their place and try to shift it into positivity there too and the death date would always go it would be longer than what the nurses had originally said and so she was like crying she was like this is some high-tech stuff right here you're a high-tech reader i was like father of lights right there and so it was just a blessing and i was like this is what's missing from my life i don't want to use christianese anyway so i'm like let's let's shut up and love people let's go out and find people and so i'm so overjoyed yes that's so good Oh, uh, I hope you know the gospel has been preached over and over and over tonight. <laughs> through all, I mean, probably honestly in those in those in the um, statements we were we were making earlier, we've probably read fifty scriptures tonight. I'm serious because that was just straight out of scripture, almost all of it. So I'm going to do this in five minutes. You watch me, Karina. Then we'll then we'll release them for the the kids because um, Suzanne and I were praying uh, last week and uh, right on our backyard over the arroyo is a um, playground and the, and the the noise of the kids wafts back over I love it actually you know as they're laughing and playing and stuff and and God was speaking to me and speaking to our hearts and saying those kids they don't worry about they go home and they don't they don't worry whether there's a home there or not they don't think about whether what their parents have to do for there to be a home they just go home and then there's food laid before them they aren't thinking about it most of you if you grew up in a healthy environment you were the same way that's actually what the Lord is inviting us to live. He actually wants us to live that way. And our problem is, as we get older, we, we have this word called responsibility, which actually isn't in the Bible. That word is not in the Bible. But God gives us the ability to respond, which is, is his spirit in us, if we will live life led by the spirit. And he's saying, there's a new way. I want you to live new. And I'm, I'm going to read this scripture, and then we're going to do this fire tunnel, because I think the scripture is going to going to get us all set for this fire tunnel which is which is that we we get to release 
wrong thinking, things that have held us back, including fear, including worry, including anxiety. He says, that's actually not the plan I had for you. Um, So here's Jesus in Luke 12. This is the Passion Translation. Jesus taught his disciples saying, listen to me. Never let anxiety enter your hearts. He's not saying this like scolding you. He's like, if you only knew my Papa's kingdom, never let anxiety enter your hearts. Never worry about any of your needs, such as food or clothing. For your life is infinitely more than just the food or the clothing you wear. Take the carefree birds as your example. Do you ever see them worry? They don't grow their own food or put it in a storehouse for later. Yet God takes care of every one of them, feeding each of them from his love and goodness. Isn't your life more precious to God than a bird? Be carefree in the care of God. That right there is an invitation, just so you know. His promises are never condemnation. He's not saying you're not doing it right. It's an invitation. He's saying, wouldn't you like this instead? Does worry add anything to your life? Can it add one more year or even one more day? So if worrying adds nothing but actually subtracts from your life, why would you worry about God's care of you? I had coffee the other day with uh, Dr. Susan Richards. I will will tell the short version, which is just, she's a medical doctor, but also sees miracles, medical doctor at Stanford. And she she said, I am convinced, totally convinced, 100% of the stuff I see in people that are treated for stuff is stress-related. Convinced of it. Stress in a whole lot of different ways, but what we're feeling impacts us. It just does. And God's saying to you, invitation, wouldn't you like a different way? Think about the lilies. They grow and become beautiful, not because they work hard or strive to clothe themselves. Yet not even Solomon wearing kingly garments of splendor could be compared to a field of lilies. If God can clothe the fields and meadows with grass and flowers, can't he clothe you as well, O struggling one with so many doubts? Sorry, two of them. I repeat it, he says, don't let worry enter your life. Live above the anxious cares about your personal needs. People everywhere seem to worry about making a living, but your heavenly Father knows your every need, and he will take care of you. Each and every day, he will supply your needs as you seek his kingdom passionately above all else. Right there, don't think, oh, great, now now there's the rule, so this is why this is not going to apply to me. See, we always try to take ourselves out of the picture. He's like, no, actually, just seeking his kingdom passionately, that's about his love, that is about his care for you. In other words, it's simply like a child believing him. Daddy, you're good. Your kingdom is good. I'm going to be about love. I'm going to go out with your love. He says, do that. I want to take care of everything else. So don't ever be afraid, dearest friends. And in the Greek, that really means little diapered ones. I'm just letting that sink in. In other words, he knows you can't even change yourself. That's how he's like, please understand. I I get it. See, we keep trying to be strong for him and do everything for him. He's like, that actually wasn't the deal. It's what's making you so tired and sick. Your loving father joyously gives you his kingdom realm with all of its promises. There you go. The, the scripture just preached itself. 
And I release over you the peace of the Lord, the shalom of heaven, and the childlikeness that he invites you into, that thing that makes you think like something's wrong because you're not being responsible enough. He says, actually, I put my spirit in you to make you able to respond in the way that I say is best for you. I bless you with knowing in your knower that your daddy is going to take care of you because he loves you. Because he loves you. Because he loves you. And as you start, as this shift happens, and even tonight, as you go through this fire tunnel, I declare that you are going to, something is going to shift in you tonight. There's going to be, there's going to be a receiving of this promise of coming into um, this, this uh, lower, you know, taking anxiety away. I could just see it. I don't know. I think about here's where the drummers are going to be, but I'm seeing things literally are going to be taken off of you. There are angels here to do this as well. But then, like a little child, you do have to agree. Daddy, you're good. You're going to take care of me. So, Father, thank you. Thank you that it's your good and perfect pleasure to take care of us as your kids. In Jesus' name, amen.